Hey, what's going on everybody? Mark here from salesforintroverts.com. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. And we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart because I do it all the time, making mistakes and what to do about it when you do make a mistake. Now, of course, you're probably a perfect little angel. You never make any mistakes. You diligently do your work all day. You double check your work. You make sure everything's right before you click that button to put it into your order processing system and then you go home and and you're you're just happy at the end of the day. I'm sure your life is exactly like that, but mine is not. So in case you're in the quite large subset like me that makes mistakes all the time, but yet is still a successful salesperson, mind you, there's got to be a way to figure out how to deal with these mistakes that we make and to be as I'll tell you in a moment, uh, a, a very sensitive person. I hold myself to a very high standard, and when things go wrong and it's completely on me 100%, then I really, really take it to heart, and I bottle things up on the inside much more than I think that I should, much more that is than, than is healthy to do so. So we are going to talk about all of that, especially from the introvert, sensitive person perspective as I know a lot of introverts identify with. So that being said, that's our topic for today. Welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you with us. Now, once again, Sales for Introverts exists, of course, at salesforintroverts.com. And that is where we have our online sales training specifically just for introverts. How amazing is that? Have you ever even seen something like that before? Most likely not when you look at all of the beautiful, wonderful sales training websites, YouTubes, all that kind of stuff out there. There's really not that much about introverts or a course specifically for introverts. So if you're interested in that, go check it out, salesforintroverts.com. Okay, but for now, let's dive into today's crazy topic about mistakes. So when I was younger, I don't know, probably in the time of high school, you remember those Spencer's gift stores that had uh, novelty items in it, in the States at least? Somebody had given me a big eraser, like the size of a big Hershey's candy bar. And uh, it said, for big mistakes. And, you know, being a teenager, I thought it was funny. And I always had it with me at school or, or when I was doing homework or something. And it was a real eraser and it would erase things and so you had to kind of it was like the size of a brick you had to grip the whole thing and like shake your whole paper when you were erasing things but that's just something that's kind of stuck with me over the years and and i thought about it as i'm recording this now specifically because i made a huge mistake at work today it was not good um and i've made huge mistakes many times in my career but this one was uh, it's going to cost us. It's going to cost the company. It's going to cost me because it is my fault. And that's just the way that it works uh, for particular salespeople. And of course, not every mistake that I make costs anything. It may just be a little bit of mud on my face or, uh, you know, my, my ego gets bruised a little bit. But in this particular circumstance, I just flat out missed something that I should have caught, uh, you, you could say. I mean, 
it's expert level stuff and I'm supposed to be an expert in my field so I do hold myself responsible it was a tough catch but I should have caught it on a uh, product that I sold to my customer what it had come down to was uh, you know I work in construction and there's particular building codes about things and not everything is spoon fed and spelled out for you and, and an expert needs to go in and know the building codes and understand what products go where and I just flat out missed something that I should have got And by the way, if you're building a home, remodeling, ever worked with a contractor before and you wonder why things are so frustrating and hard to communicate with each other, it's because it is just really complicated. Take my word for it. If you've never done it, you're lucky. But you may go through that someday and just understand that that entire process, um, while it's really cool to see a dream come to life, it is very hard to communicate. And... Not to soapbox on that for a little while, but you're, most sales positions are like that. I don't know any high-performing, super successful sales positions that are just stupid easy to do. To put it bluntly, like what what I would, in fact, I would love to know. I, well, I want people to reach out to me and tell me how you can make a lot of money doing sales for something that is just stupid easy to do. I immediately think of something fun like, oh, what if you sold box seats to corporations for the Atlanta Braves or for baseball or baseball teams, basketball teams, something like that. I say Atlanta because that's my team that I follow. World Series champs, by the way, coming off last season. But that that, that must be fun and that, people love to go to sporting events. That must be a fun job. Well, no offense to the Braves, but it's not. And Maybe there's one or two, you know, high-performing salespeople there that have some great long-term relationships. But several of my friends worked at the box office, and they said it was a grind. They were constantly on the phone, trying to fill the seats, trying to sell tickets. They'll sell individual tickets to little old ladies and try to sell out a whole section to like a high school uh, that's going to the game. And it was legit. Just hard work, beat the phones down, making phone calls all the time to try to sell tickets. And I would get random phone calls. I don't know how they got my number, but from people saying, hey, I got four seats for yada, 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 you know, tonight against the Pirates. If you want to come, we're trying to trying to fill them up. And a couple of my friends worked for them, some people that I directly knew, and they just said, hmm. It, it wasn't as great as you thought it would be. Sure, you get free tickets every once in a while, but trying to work the phones, doing the same thing every day, trying to sell tickets, it is tough. And so if there is a job out there that is just so easy, really difficult to make mistakes on, that you can make a million dollars a year, yeah, let's, 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 let's share the wealth there, guys. Why don't we, why don't we learn about that? Shoot, I'll, I'll take uh, much less than that if we can find something a job like that so what kind of mistakes happen in my day-to-day well again i sell a physical product and i also sell some services as well but you know i can ship the wrong product i can write up the wrong thing i can misinterpret what a customer needs which is what happened today and i'll dive into that here in a minute i can ship something to the wrong place i can key in something wrong just a fat finger type situation forget to make a phone call price something wrong, I have to call them back because I gave them my cost. 
or maybe I've sent emails to customers like a spreadsheet that they shouldn't have seen. Maybe I've just sent text emails, not any kind of financial information, but just a text email that I just was mad about and just blew up at somebody over email. And as soon as I hit send, I'm like, I really regret doing that. And I go back and read it. And I either feel really bad or I write another email and apologize immediately before they've even read the first one. I mean, surely we've all been in situations like that, right? Yeah, I hope I identify with somebody out there. But yeah, so all those things are were hypotheticals. No, they're not hypotheticals. That stuff happens all the time. And it happens every day. And while, again, like I said, not everything, not it's micro-mistakes almost. You've heard of microaggressions before. But these are just kind of like micro-mistakes that don't necessarily cost much to fix. It might cost you some time, but it happens. Especially if you're in sales and you're going 100 miles an hour and you're trying to get things done, it's understandable that mistakes are going to happen occasionally. So the one I made today, probably going to cost the company several thousand dollars, maybe four, four grand. It could cost up to 12000 from what I was told today. I'm kind of hoping it's on the lighter side of that. But if it is going to be on the lighter side of that, then it's going to cost me a lot of my time. Like I'm probably going to have to go and meet with this customer for a day to a day and a half and actually do some physical labor to try to fix what I didn't catch what I should have caught. And you better believe that uh, that really bothers me. For On multiple levels, it really bothers me. I don't, I don't want the company to be out that money. I don't want to be out that money either. I might take a commission hit on it because right, it's my fault. So there is just a lot of negative thoughts swirling around in my head. What are we going to do about that? I'll tell you in just a minute. Here, here's some other fun mistakes that can happen. Here's one that happened recently. We placed an order, a huge order, around $60,000 worth of uh, a product, and it went to an incorrect email inbox. The gentleman's name was misspelled. He didn't have an easy name like Smith. It was some other name, and uh, and and we misspelled it. And come to find out, the order never got placed. And 60 grand. Now, we didn't lose it, but we now we're out the 60 grand that uh, we thought was done. And now we've got to go back and fix the situation. Something else happened recently. A supplier called me up, one of our vendors, and said, Hey, we made a mistake. This stuff that you thought you ordered six months ago, well, you didn't do it guess what? There's also a supply chain crisis. So you're kind of screwed out, man. And I was like, great, fantastic. But I didn't blow up at the guy and I didn't chew him out because number one, I know we're in a pandemic, but number two, the bigger thing was this happens all the time. I get it. I know this happens, but it doesn't make it feel any better. I feel bad for the people in the auto industry selling $60,000 cars. That's a single ticket purchase. And what if they click the wrong button on the color of the car? And what do they do with this customer now? That I mean, they made a big mistake. There's a guy in my industry that referenced one time the sin bin. And I said, 
I knew immediately what he meant, but I said, I'd never heard of that before, the sin bin. And he says, yeah, oh yeah, you know, when you order something wrong or the customer makes a mistake and then it just goes sit, sits in the sin bin until you can try to resell it, you know. You're on a wing and a prayer, but uh, maybe you can try to resell it someday. So I'm not going to tell you how big my sin bin is, but I may happen to have one of those too. Okay? So that's enough negativity for now. Come on. We got we to gotta turn this thing around. What are we going to do about all this stuff? Because I'm sitting at work. I've got a cloud over my head now. My day's ruined. I know I made a big mistake. And... I just I, I tend to have the spin cycle going on in my head of negative thoughts. Now, part of that is trying to figure out what are we going to do about it, right? However, the other part is about me having to break the bad news to my people in charge. <laughs> so once the spin cycle starts slowing down again, I finally land on we need to fix this mistake and we need to move on because sitting here and chewing this over and over in my head is also making me lose money. It's also making me lose time that I could be spending doing something else more valuable, such as my normal job or going out, talking to customers, calling customers, getting proposals done. All of this stuff is on hold. It's on pause because the negative spin cycle is going on. So what I need to do first, I know, fix the mistake and move on. Here's my problem. I don't think I'm a textbook, highly sensitive person, HSP, which a lot of introverts feel that they are highly sensitive people also. I mean, I think I meet some of those criteria. I certainly do, not all of them. We should talk about that on a future podcast about the criteria. So it was something that was like, does does loud noises scare you, or does does violence in films scare you, and does coarse fabric make you uncomfortable? I was like, well, no, I don't mind violence in movies sometimes, and actually, some soft fabric. I hate fleece. I hate that. I hate soft fabric. <laughs> so I don't think I really fit in a hundred percent, but I can definitely tell you. That especially, I'm definitely sensitive to a lot of things. And especially at work, when I make a big mistake, I just can't turn it off. Like I've told you a million times by now. Okay, so sorry. Don't mean to elaborate on that any more than I should, but I just crush myself down. So maybe you're in the same boat too. Fix the mistake and move on. Okay, great, Mark. That sounds great. What a stupid blanket statement you just made there. I know that I got to fix the mistake, but don't oversimplify it. Okay, fine. Here's the steps to fix the mistake. This is what I would do. Now, are there other steps? I'm sure. But let's just cover these really quick. First of all, be objective and factual about what's going on. Write down the facts. The customer ordered this on the first. I didn't have a chance to get into our system until the third because I was busy. By then, I'd forgotten about an important detail, and I finished the order on the fourth. Three weeks later, it shows up, and the product or the service that they ordered is wrong. So, as soon as this happens, I realize it. 
because the customer called me and told me. Okay, so now we're at the point where we need to fix it. Okay, that little summary right there was an objective, factual account of what happened. And that sort of thing you can put in an email and send to your boss and say, hey, we got a problem. Let's think about what we need to do about this. Okay? Step one, be objective and factual about it. Try to take your emotion out. Try to take those negative feelings out. Try to take beating yourself up out of the situation. Okay? You're a professional. You can do it. Number two, weigh your options. You might think that you are just going to throw the whole thing away, throw this whole deal away and start over and your company's going to lose a billion dollars, whatever. That may not be the case. There, there are different options available. What happens a lot in my industry is like, well, uh, yep, we got you the wrong thing. Sorry. Would you like to keep it? Question mark. <laughs> doesn't always happen. But if you, again, if you've ever built a home before, you know there's compromises that definitely occur. So you might get stuck with something you didn't want and it might not be your fault at all. Or it might be partially your fault because maybe you weren't as uh, vigilant as you should have been. But weigh the options. So yeah, maybe, maybe the customer might end up being okay with it. Maybe the customer might end up being okay with it for a discount if you can't return it or do anything else with it. Maybe you can fix the situation by adding something else onto it, negotiating something else. There's just a lot of options besides throwing out the baby with bathwater, right? Okay, so besides being objective and factual and weighing your options, what's the next step? Well, and by the way, these steps can happen in any order, but I think at this point you need to admit it in, a, in both to yourself and to whoever you need help to fix a situation. Of course, to the customer, but also to somebody else that you're accountable to needs to know, unless you're in business by yourself, which in that case, admit it to yourself. And after that, own it. Okay. Try not to blame it on others. Certainly, if you did not get enough information that you should have from your team or from somebody else, from your customer, even too, you know, you don't have to cast blame on others. And it looks poorly when you do so, especially if you're a professional. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm supposed to be an expert. And now there are some situations where experts can get you know, the wool pulled over their eyes if somebody wasn't completely honest or maybe they were given the wrong information. But in my case, I should have known. So maybe you're not an expert at what you do, but you are working to become an expert or a just a professional salesperson or buyer or whatever you do. So you need to own it. And I would recommend over owning it. You know, if it was 85% your fault, just say, look, it's 100% my fault. You know, situation was different. Maybe if I had come in in the morning and looked at this instead of looking at it in the afternoon when I was tired, it might have been a little bit different. It might have been different if uh, my team presented the information in a different way. And what we can do about that is recommend uh, A, B, and C. You know, we, we, we change the way that we present this kind of stuff so I can interpret it differently. And then at the end of the day, uh, you have to be pretty rotten not to do this, but you, you need to help fix it too. Right. So don't just dump your problem on somebody else. You need to help fix it. 
unfortunately, I'm sitting here thinking about where are my construction gloves and my hard hat because I might have to go fix my own situation and I get to go sleep on that tonight. But <laughs> but that's just part of it. You have to help fix the situation to the best of your ability. And if you can't, like say you created a problem that you know is going to be a big problem for somebody else to clean up, then make sure that you at least express your appreciation to that person and say, tell them you're so sorry. Sorry, this is going to cost you time and money to go fix something that I did wrong. Unfortunately, the only person that can fix it at this point now. So from here, we will do better. We will go forward. We will fix this mistake and move on. But thank you for your help in that process. So once again, Here's my steps to fixing the mistake. Be objective and factual about what happened. Weigh your options. Admit it. Own it. And then help fix it to the best of your ability. When I had to present this stuff to my ownership or my boss throughout my career, you know, I tell them the truth. And that the truth is that there's nobody more upset about this mistake than I am. I mean... If it's not, if it doesn't already cost me in commission, I mean, that's one hit to take. And obviously I'm going to be upset about that. But number two, like I I don't have the time to be spending, you know, going back and and spinning my wheels. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I want to be doing my job, my day job. That's what I want to do. So I'm not looking to be fixing mistakes all the time. I apologize. Nobody's more upset than I am. So, and of course, afterwards, you can uh, keep your lessons learned, maybe make a checkoff box sheet before you talk to customers or put their orders in and just make sure that you have dotted every I, crossed every T. So even after saying all that, you know, I'm still trying to practice what I'm preaching here. Even today, you know, that, that negative spin cycle in my head does pop up and it's just part of my personality and who I am. And no matter how many times I tell myself, just fix the mistake and move on, you know, you still think about it until you get some kind of closure. That's my personality. If I if I can get closure, we get a plan going forward. I've been open and honest with our management and we've weighed all our options out and we decide the best thing to do, then I can finally, you know, really put my head on my pillow knowing that we have a solution going. But until then, I, I just have to remind myself to fix my mistake and move on. But at the end of the day, I mean, what's the worst that can happen to you because of a mistake that you made? I mean, if you break the law, I mean, you do something illegal, then I, sorry, you need to be listening to Legal Advice Podcast and, and go fix that situation as fast as possible, by the way. But I'm just talking about day-to-day normal business type mistakes that might have cost you time and money or the company time and money. But the worst that can happen is, well, what? I, I lose my job? I mean, I get demoted? I don't know. Well, luckily, jobs can be replaced, right? And with respect to my folks that have been in their, you know, their farm their territory for years and have a have an awesome business going, if you're in that position, unless you're just grossly negligent and making huge mistakes all the time, first of all, I don't see how you can be in that position in the first place. But second of all, when you make those big mistakes and you're a pro, and everybody knows it, then everybody's going to know that it's just part of the job. You're, you're probably not going to lose your job because of a mistake like that that you make. Because you're going to own it. You're going to weigh the options out. 
You're going to present the factual information and you're going to help fix it. I mean, that's what management wants in professional salespeople. They need you to help fix the problem. And if it's not you, then it's going to be somebody else the next day who's not going to do as good of a job fixing this the problem that was created. So don't worry about it too much. And even if for some reason at the end of the day, the worst that can happen is that you do, for whatever reason, lose that job, well, jobs can be replaced. Okay? So... Sorry for kind of the negative bummer topic, but you know, everybody makes mistakes and I hope that this helped people feel better about it. You can fix a mistake and move on. You can be a highly sensitive person, really own those mistakes, but you can also help fix it and move on. And of course, you don't have to bear the burden all by yourself. Even if you're in a tiny, small business, go find people that you can talk to about it and weigh the options with them and bounce things off of them. And if you're in a big business, then go to people that you trust and find a way to fix it. So once again, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Just had to get this off of my chest because... Man, I made a big mistake today, and I just wanted to try to talk to you about it. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to fix that mistake and move on. I've already started weighing my options out. I'll fill you in on what happens to see how we got out of this particular jam some other point in the future. But thanks again for listening. Salesforintroverts.com is where you can find us, where you can find the course. Okay? So once again, my name is Mark, Sales for Introverts, and we will see you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your day.